Ryan, show me. Wax on. Oh, show me. Wax off. Sand the floor. Paint the fence. Paint the house. Damn, you're karate master, bro. I am a karate master. And of course, learning all of my moves from the incredible 1984 masterpiece, The Karate Kid, starring Ralph Macchio and uh, Pat Morita. And I think that's the perfect lead into what we're going to be talking about this week. Am I right, Dom? That's right. Uh, maybe we should explain why we're talking about The Karate Kid. I mean, we're going to, like, as we said, we're trying to, like, think of the other ways we could be doing the show. And one of them is, you know, just what, what are we watching right now? Um, you know, I personally like to prepare for things that are coming out in the future. Um, you know, like if, like we said, you know, Christopher Nolan movies coming out, I like to watch some Christopher Nolan movies before the new Christopher Nolan movie comes out. So, you know, in this case, uh, I was telling you that, uh, Cobra Kai is coming on Netflix next week. And I, I said, you know, Hey, let's review the karate kid, tell people to watch the karate kid so they can enjoy Cobra Kai when it comes out. And, you know, maybe if we, if you, I, I've seen season one, but not seen season two, but once you see season one, maybe we'll do a quick review as well for top of the list. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but with all that said, let's just talk about the Karate Kid, why it's at the top of the list for us right now, um, why we're watching it. Uh, there's Karate Kid one, two, and three are available on Netflix. We're just going to talk about the first one. I saw two and three um, when I was a little kid, but I don't remember much. Um, and you said you haven't seen those or? I've, I mean, bits and pieces on okay. late night TV of two and three. And I think there's the last Karate Kid two, or is that three? That's like four or something. Okay. There's like, there's yeah, a bunch I've, of them. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces kid. of all of them, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. yeah, uh, primarily focusing, obviously, on the original Karate Kid. I've also seen the, the one with uh, Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. Not a big fan of that one. It's uh, not but terrifying. why? Why we are focusing beyond, of course, that uh, Cobra Kai season one coming to Netflix, which I couldn't be more excited for because I did not have, it was on YouTube streaming service, right, originally? Right, yeah. Season one yeah. and two are coming to Netflix. Yeah. Okay, well, I couldn't be more excited for that because I'm really excited to watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, you're, you're going to love it, dude. Well, the 1984 <laughs> Karate Kid, what do we got to say about it? It's the best around. No one's going to ever break it down. <laughs> just another incredible part of this movie uh yeah uh, that song and the montage sequences um i mean but all in all when it comes down to it yes this film has some awesome you know karate sequences definitely but i think you know what's really great and heartfelt about this movie is the relationship obviously between ralph macchio and pat Morita. of course mr miyagi uh played by pat Morita, and daniel son played by uh, ralph macchio uh daniel, daniel LaRusso, LaRusso, correct yes yeah. okay perfect and yeah, you know, you get this, this guy who doesn't really have a father, you know, he comes with his mother cross country, moves from New Jersey to California. And this guy, Pat Morita, who sort of takes him under his wing, protects him and teaches him to defend himself. And it's, it's a great heartfelt story with some awesome, awesome sequences of karate, uh, which is awesome. Also love that it takes place and is all filmed in the, uh, in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, you can see some landmarks in those films that are in these, this film you can still see today which of course we both grew up around the san fernando valley santa clarita santa clarita valley but always fun as well with the films you know to see golf these real stuff. places golf and stuff yeah um right there off the 405 on ventura boulevard yeah 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 in sherman oaks yeah i love going there and just remembering everything about this movie yeah. you know i love this movie uh I, I i think i give everything a high score but uh i'm not gonna give this one to 10 ryan because I know you say I'm giving everything a 10. I'm not giving this one a 10. 
just because, well, like you said, here's, 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 are you going to give this one a 10? I'm going to give this one a 10. My jaw hit the floor when you just told me you're not going to give this one a 10. Wow. Makes me want to give it a 10 just to be like you, man, because you're my hero. <laughs> but uh, no, like this one, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it, dude. Um, this is a great uh, karate, lots of great karate sequences, a lot of great training sequences. It's full of that 80s nostalgia, even though you and I never grew up in the 80s. But this is an 80s movie. This is from scene one. You feel like it's the soundtrack. Some of the stuff they say, it's all 80s. And it really immerses you into that. And um, that's some of its downfall at some points. But I, I do have to say, like you said, it's all about the characters in this one. Um, that's what makes this movie such a, a, a timeless classic. I wouldn't say it's you know a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. I wouldn't say it's one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my life, but I'd say it's, you know, it's an amazing movie. It's, you know, one you have to see. It's a must watch. Mm -hmm. It's not one of the, you know, greatest cinematic masterpieces ever, but it's a must watch for anyone that enjoys a good night of entertainment. Nine out of 10, I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's perfectly fair. I don't know what it is about this film that it's just, it's so... It's, it's just such an enjoyable film. It is a 10 out of 10 for me. I, I understand arguing that this is not on most people's, you know, lists of masterpieces of cinema. To me, the nostalgia behind it, I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was homesick and my parents had picked it up for me from Blockbuster Video to sort of just watch while I was, you know, recouping on the couch. And, oh, I fell in love. I, I must have watched it three times that afternoon. Um, yeah, so I mean, something about this movie, the nostalgia behind it. Too, I love yeah. it. I love the acting. Of course, like we said, Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita are great. Elizabeth Shue is awesome in this movie as uh, as Ali. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, you know, we get William Zabka, who who's kind of our initial villain on screen, but then a truly evil villain in um, the Sensei of Cobra Kai, Martin Cove, and he's he's back in Cobra Kai, correct? Or is it um, is it Zabka who's in Cobra Kai? Um. I don't know the actor's name. Okay, so so uh, Martin Cove Johnny. plays. Yeah, so Johnny is William Zabka. Johnny is the main character of Cobra Kai. Got it. Okay, and, got and it. And that you know what? That's actually a perfect transition. So, like you okay. said, all the characters are really great in this movie. The reason I give this one a nine is Johnny. He's good in the movie. You hate him. You don't want him to win. You know, and that's about all that you care about him. You don't get any backstory. Why? Is he really, like, besides just this guy's hitting on his ex-girlfriend, Well, why? Why is he such can, a, a jerk, you know? Can and, I interject there real quickly? Yeah, yeah. Because my, my guess is going to be that you're going to touch on that it, that's covered in Cobra Kai, correct? And, and that's what I'm saying. is That's why I love okay. Cobra Kai season one right. so much, because it adds so much backstory. And then I went back and watched this one today, and it adds a lot. If you try to piece it together, some of it doesn't fit. Some of it you could tell they just added in after. But for the most part, it, it makes the movie a lot better. But I do have to say, yeah, like, so that group of guys that beats up Daniel LaRusso, they're just there for you to hate them. And you know what? They do it fine. They do a fine job at that, but there's nothing deep. It's not, you know, the kind of backstory you're kind of used to getting. Like what, when we're talking about, um, just thinking back to our, our most recent reviews, we're talking Jaws, Back to the Future. Back to the Future is a perfect example. Biff, you get a lot of backstory. There's history between him and our main character's father. And uh, in this one, it's just, he's a karate guy, beats him up because he was hitting on his ex-girlfriend. Now, here's, here's, my inter here's my interjection here. And I, I read a great article uh, leading up to this episode uh, that drew some allusions between this film and Star Wars. Okay. Um, 
that William Zabka, I mean, his motivation for being such a bad person is, uh, you know, why I said our true villain in this film, uh, the sensei at the Cobra Kai Dojo. I believe his name's John Kreese is the, the character's name yeah. played by Martin Cove. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of how they built that relationship as a uh, Darth Vader and, uh, and uh, not Chancellor Palpatine, obviously, but uh, what, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the, em- the Emperor? The Emperor, thank you. Yeah. Emperor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that sort of, yes, Darth Vader, or in this case, um, William Zadkin's character, Johnny, is, you know, Johnny doing Moore. these horrendous things, doing these horrendous things, but behind him, is sort of this sensei who is trained in no mercy. That's, that's what we hear. You know, who's trained him poorly, as we find, in the art of karate, which we later learn uh, from Pat Morita's character, telling us, you know, it's there to defend yourself. You know, it's not about, you know, fighting people. I mean, all the moves that he teaches uh, Johnny, you know, he teaches, uh, I'm sorry, that he teaches, uh, he teaches Daniel there, you know, sand the, sand the floor, paint the fence, wax on, wax off. They're all defensive moves. They're way to, ways to feign attacks. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's what makes him so successful. He's not trying to, when we see the tournament, the All-Valley Karate Tournament at the end, he's not trying to hit like everyone else is. He's just using everyone else's, you know, go at you, uh, at attack as their weakness and just sort of letting them pass by and just getting these taps on the back to score points. Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate underdog story. That's what I could say about this movie. You know, our hero is knocked down again and again and again. He gets the girl in the end, you know, and he goes ahead and he wins the All-Valley Tournament. And probably the most incredible sequence of the movie is that final tournament at, uh, in the Karate Kid. Uh, what is it? The All-Valley Tournament, Karate Tournament. Yep. And, yep. you know, from scene to scene, the, the cinematography is amazing. The camera work's amazing. I love... Uh, few little technical things I picked up on from the camera work director is Mm -hmm. especially in that sequence you know it's just one long take they get to the complex and Mr. Miyagi steals the black belt and then gives it to Elizabeth Shue's character Allie and Allie's tying the black belt on him and he's learning he's like I don't know what what are the rules and they don't know the rules and they're just following them with the camera the whole time and they walk right up to the mat without cutting and then they kind of push him into the ring and then it goes right into the first fight and he's Mm kind of has to he's kicked out of the ring a few times and then he comes back and he finally scores that first point and they play the music and you're all hyped and it's so cool. And yeah. the music in this one's really amazing, you know, for an 80s soundtrack, um, really great. Uh, but I do have to say like at the first part of the movie, you know, you get an awesome intro of that long road trip. You, this is a journey and you know, these characters are changing. This character, our main character is going to be changing. And uh, I have to say, you know, I, I think we should say it now. Yeah, every second that Pat Narita is it Morita or Norita? Morita with an M. Morita with an M. Okay. Pat Morita is on screen is incredible. He brings this movie up to an amazing movie, really. I think he's fantastic in this movie. And, the, and some of the cinematography, you know, seeing him as the uh, maintenance man in this hotel and the, just going inside his room and he's working on bonsai trees and you hear the music, uh, the, you know, the little whistling um in the soundtrack the wind flutes and um he's working on the bonsais and you know there's all this little mysteriousness surrounding him and it's really great as you start off and then um a few of my favorite shots I'll, I'll, i'll stop talking in a second but a few of my favorite shots in this movie when they go to the beach eventually um and you see mr miyagi standing on that post 
and he's yep. doing the crane. The crane and, technique, yeah. And the sunset is there in the background. It's just his silhouette. Oh, my gosh. It's so incredible. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I wanted to go back, though, to, you know, the scenes, the sequences where Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi is on the screen. You know, we have this leading up. He's, he's working on the bonsai tree. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's working on the bonsai tree or he's in there uh, trying to catch the fly with the, with the chopsticks. Yep. But then we get the big reveal and we find out sort of his backstory, you know, with, you know, he loses his son and his wife. And that sort of gives us the background that Daniel is not only, I mean, at least from my point of view, looking for a father figure, but Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi is looking for a son, someone he can pass on his knowledge to, because that was taken away from him uh, because right. his family's died. And I don't remember if they died in, in a was, bombing or was it in the internment camp? It was the Manzanita internment camp. Manzanar. Manzanar, sorry. Yes. Manzanar internment camp. And uh, it was because uh, it was complications due to childbirth because Daniel reads the letter. And, you know, when I was a kid, I'd never noticed really that much. I just thought his wife was dead and he never had a son and that was it. End of story. But I realized that there's even more. Like if you're an adult and you knew about that, like I did now, there's a lot more to this story. And it's way, way sadder than I originally thought. Because, yeah. you know, when I was thinking, okay, I'm going to rewatch The Karate Kid for this review. From my memory, I was thinking it's probably going to be a seven and a half or an eight. You know, a lot of childhood nostalgia is going to push it up, maybe. But this movie warrants a high score because it really has deep character development, deep character arcs, and a lot of great action scenes. And um, I'm a big fan of the romance of uh, between Ali and yeah. Daniel. And uh, the only thing is that I kind of marked this a little bit down for is, uh, I don't know if you remember, Ryan, but... Once he gets the, the yellow car, he gets his own car after he gets his driver's license, he drives to golf and stuff, and Allie's mad at him. Mm -hmm. But I don't get why she's mad at him, because he had seen her kissing Johnny at that country club, and then he gets embarrassed, and he slams it into the guy, and he gets spaghetti all over him. And then, like, that, he should be the one that's mad at her, not her mad at him, you know? That's kind of, like, something right. I always bothers Yeah, me. you know, I, I had never even thought about that. I just, you know, knew that she was mad at him. Um, but you're, you're right. That doesn't really, doesn't really jive. Doesn't really make and sense. And they kind of make I, up really quickly. Like he just walks behind her. He says, Hey, do you forgive me? And she goes, I guess I forgive you. And then they well, first scene, <laughs> I, I love the first scene though, when he's, when he's trying to apologize first and then she's playing like the duck shooter game and he steps in front of the gun and she shoots him and he sort of falls. I thought that was really funny. Right. Yeah. I, I don't see why she would be mad at him. But right. I, the only thing I could see is that she'd be mad because he had like gone around the back to spy on her, maybe, um, and then sort of embarrassed her when when he gets spaghetti all over himself and everyone in the club sees and starts laughing. Yeah. I, I mean, at that point, like the parents, her parents know who he is. So maybe, but no, you're right. You bring up a fair point. I think the other one knock I have in this film is we get that friendship right at the beginning of the film and he, he doesn't even have his name when you look up this film so I couldn't even tell you who it was but the Freddy. guy who sort of lives it's Freddie okay who lives in his apartment complex he's like this great guy he's like come to the beach party it's gonna be great yeah and then we don't see him the rest of the movie yep well and they they kind of write him off because you know he gets beat up at the beach in that first opening scene right by Johnny and then right. like he's remember Daniel's on the ground and like uh, Elizabeth Shue comes up to him and says, come on, let me, let me help you. He says, no, no, just leave me alone. And then you right, can hear yeah. in the background, Freddie's friends yeah. that he's with saying, Freddie, wow, you really know how to pick your friends. And then, I saw like, that. Yeah. But away. I mean, I thought that would give him a, 
you know, a point that maybe he'd come back later in the film the first time I saw yeah. it. You know, he'd be like, wow, I realized who my true friends were or something. But that was the one one part that I thought was a little unnecessary. I understand we needed to get Johnny on the beach. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we needed to get uh, Daniel on the beach to fight Johnny that first time. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I can't find, uh, you know, much wrong with this film. I, I think really, we got to really mention like- the best part of the film. Besides, you know, the karate do- the, at the end of the film, the All-Valley Tournament. Besides the beginning with the Halloween uh, costumes yeah, and, you know, Pat Morita comes in and beats all those guys up and you see him, like, take down all those five uh, Cobra Kais. And, you know, that's all great stuff. But, you know, what is really the reason this movie is so famous, so incredible, is after seeing Daniel just doing this guy's chores. I remember watching it for the first time and thinking, man, this guy's just going to make him do his chores. Yeah. And the floor. Wax on, wax off. Paint the fence. Paint the house. And you're like, man, this guy must be tired of doing all this guy's chores. And I was fed up just like Daniel was. And sure enough, he says, this is a bunch of, you know, BS, man. And sure enough, he says, come here, Daniel's son. And it's like, it gets really serious. And then he says, show me wax on. And then he's just going like this. Oh, you want to see this? Wax on, wax off. And says, yeah. Show me wax on. And then he says, he goes, no, like this. And then they, yes. they go like this. And then we get the amazing scene. He says, paint the fence. He says, ah, like this. You know, and he says, he yeah. says, okay. Wax on. Huh! And he punches him. Yeah. Huh! And then he's like, you know, <laughs> he punches him. And then you're seeing that there was a reason for all of it. And you're like, yeah. the, the come actually yeah. really thoughtful, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. The realization point there um, is huge. I will say another part of this movie I really like, and someone who I don't think gets enough credit for her role in this film, and I love her in it, is uh, Randy Heller playing. Uh, playing Daniel's mother. I think she's hysterical in this film, sort of prototypical, like East Coast, uh, <laughs> East Coast 80s mom. Oh, there's going to be palm trees. Look at the palm trees. He's telling him about the pool and then he gets yeah. to the pool and it's empty. I think she's this awesome. This is a very funny movie. People don't yes. realize this is a very, yes. very funny movie. Yeah. Well, that's what's great about this film is it's, it's multi, uh, it, it spans genres. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some very serious, very dark parts. We come to the, the thought of, uh, of, Mr. Miyagi losing his wife and child, or even the part where Daniel has just broken his leg in the, you know, and he's there and he's saying, you know, I can, I can fight. I've, you know, dark scenes. There's some great action sequences. Of course, the All Valley Tournament. Um, there's, there's some great romance. Yes, with Elizabeth Shue. And then, of course, we also get some great comedy. Yeah, and, you know, Mr. Miyagi has some of the best ones, like when uh, he's on the boat and, you know, Daniel's first learning about balance. <laughs> he's like, when am I going to learn to punch? When am I going to learn to punch? And then, you know, all, all of a sudden he says, you must, first, you must learn balance. And he says, how can you expect to punch if you don't know balance? So he shakes him and he flies and he falls, flings yeah. him into the water. And he's laughing. He goes, ah, oh, dad, your son, you're all wet. Oh. <laughs> I, I, so I will give, I want to give my favorite Mr. Miyagi line in this okay. film. So they're, they're in the, the storeroom or the maintenance room at the, the, um, at the apartment complex, right when he like offers to teach Daniel karate and Daniel goes, Oh, you, you know karate? What belt are you? And he goes, oh, it's canvas. JC Penny, $5.99. You like? <laughs> I thought that was, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the greatest lines. But of course, and then he, he says, you know, he followed up. Oh, sorry. He follows that up right after with another funny line. So he says, JC Penny, and he starts laughing. And then he says, he says, what, what? They don't have belts in Japan? He says, no. He says, he says in Okinawa, um, if you have a belt, it just means you don't have to use a rope to hold up your pants. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I mean, shortly thereafter, though, he gives gives a pretty serious line too. He goes, you know, he sort of points to the belt and goes, "Karate, not here." 
and he points to his head and karate not here and then he points to his heart and karate in here mm-hmm. yeah, he, yeah he goes a, you know karate is in your mind and your heart but you know you can't use your the gut reaction and just fight yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. about defense and i think that's the best thing about this movie is they get into the mysticism behind karate you know what's the ideology it's not just the americanization of it that we know you go to a dojo you pay money you learn to punch a punching bag that's not what it is really about mr miyagi knows the true form of karate and the true art of self-defense and i think that's what's really beautiful about this movie it's um it's about karate but it's also about uh the in internal turmoil of daniel and his growth to become a better person and find balance in his life just like he had to find balance to learn karate and that's really cool thing i think this movie is a great movie to watch any age you know um you watch this with your younger kids you can watch this as an adult Mm -hmm. and do you have any spot you spot something new every time that's just all Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say is you know you you pointed out the uh the scene the balance scene and i just recently watched this film about a week ago maybe two weeks ago that was something i hadn't even remembered from this film where he's out on the boat and something i didn't remember but a great great scene you know other times i watch it and you know they're sequence i don't i forget the sequence on the beach uh yeah. you know another great scene where and he's he telling him to sends him into the waves to get yeah. you know to learn how to kick practice, kicking yeah. the waves and yeah yeah i mean there are just so many amazing sequences in this and film sometimes I forget, yeah. with every little bit of time that goes by in the movie you know sometimes it's just mundane things it's just daniel painting a fence it's just daniel sanding the floor but it's actually really deep because you see he shows up later in the day at first for his training. Then he says, tomorrow, show up at 6 a.m. Shows up at 6 a.m., has to do more chores. Shows up a little, you know, he starts, he doesn't really, isn't fully committed. But then the night after Mr. Miyagi gets drunk on the anniversary, he go, you, they cut to him right after he sends Mr. Miyagi to bed. You know, Mr. Miyagi's kind of out of commission after that. He's taking a break. But you see Daniel, as the sun is rising at the beach, practicing the crane technique and practicing balance on the boat. And you see that, you know, now he's actually committed and he's learned the true meaning of karate. And you see him grow. With, and absolutely, I think that's perfect. Yeah. Great work yeah. by the director to show this little progression. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I believe the director in this film is the same guy who directed the Rocky films. And that made a lot of sense when I first saw that. Um, what's his name? Uh, John, John Avildsen mm, is the director of this film. And I, yeah. yeah, I believe he, he directed Rocky um yeah so directed rocky in 1976 and won the academy award for best director uh and then went on to do the karate kid the karate kid part two karate kid part three and rocky five okay so um you know uh definitely a a guy who knows how to capture growth and uh you know underdog stories story yeah yeah. so if there's anything else you have to say ryan or no i mean i think we've said all we can about this movie if you haven't seen this movie go watch it i believe all four parts are on Netflix, most likely to lead up. Oh, so only the three are, not the, the next one, Karate Kid? One, two, and three. Or the last Karate Kid? Or the last Karate Kid, there we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one's not on there. Mm-hmm. But one, two, and three are on, probably to lead up to uh, the release of Cobra Kai, which comes out when, Dom? Uh, I want to say the 28th is the day it premieres. Or okay. it might be earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, That'll be know. this upcoming Friday, then. Yeah. Or so a, a week from probably when we're going to release this episode. Right. So, right. Yeah. So one week, you know, um, and I got to say, I recommend watching Cobra Kai. Uh, I, Ryan's going to yeah, check I it out fresh. Um, I'm going to watch season one over again, just to see, make sure it's really amazing. Like I, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is the best show I'd seen all year. 
honestly. And I did not expect that. And, you know, my dad, he's very critical about what TV shows we spend our time watching. We got this one from YouTube, and he said it was his favorite show all year. That's how much he liked it. And he, yeah. he watches a lot of different kinds of shows, but it's really amazing. You need to see season two. I heard good things about that as well. Well, we know B has great taste in TV. So uh, definitely on that recommendation, I'm, I'm you know, not going to hesitate at all or delay to watching this one as soon as it drops on August 28th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's what's at the top of the list for us on the watch list this week. Um, other, other things real quick here at the end, Ryan, that you're watching right now or getting prepared for? Uh, anything we're going to be reviewing in the future? You can yeah, absolutely. So I actually just started this one yesterday, and I definitely think review is in its future. Uh, it's called High Score. It's a brand new limited series on Netflix. It's all about the history of video games. So it starts with, you know, our originals, Atari in America, uh, Banda games in Japan, and sort of just the evolution from Pac-Man and... Uh, and Space Invaders, to, you know, the masterpieces we have today. Really a great show. I'm just one, one episode in, but I definitely think there'll be a review there in, uh, in our future for that show because I know you and I are both big video game guys. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, that sound, sounds something right up my alley. Uh, do you know how many episodes that is? I think it's eight episodes. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's so a limited series. We'll binge that over the next couple of weeks, and we'll get a review out whenever we both finish that. And Looking forward to that. Other thing I can think of is soon we want to release our Mulan review mm -hmm. of the animated film from the 1990s before we watch uh, the live action Mulan coming out for 30 bucks on Disney Plus. So that's in the future as well. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Uh, I know we're trying to get uh, some more Christopher Nolan reviews out there. We did the Dark Knight trilogy, which was the most important one for us to release. But, you know, there's a lot of other great films that we both enjoy. Uh, interstellar inception uh we, we kind of want to talk about those films um maybe we'll do just our favorite chris uh chris nolan films uh maybe we'll just review the ones we haven't seen like i know i haven't seen memento which is really bad that's one of his best films i've heard haven't seen memento haven't seen the following uh ryan you haven't seen the prestige which is dare i say my personal favorite uh even though the dark knight is always going to be my the best of all time out of his films, I think The Prestige is just about on that level. I, I, I love The Prestige. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about that one. Uh, we'll see. We're, we want to release some of those reviews in anticipation for Tenet coming out uh, in, in September. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot on our plate coming up. We'll keep the content flowing for you folks, the viewers at home. But otherwise, um, unless you have something else to say, Dom, uh, you know, my name is Ryan Barnett, uh, RB. You can find me on Instagram at rb underscore the underscore sid uh feel free to reach out to me or to drop a comment letting us know what your thoughts are on the karate kid and uh what else you'd like to see from us here at top of the list also uh please you know like uh and subscribe to the channel for those of you listening on apple podcast leave a five-star review dom take us home all right yeah i'm dominic gonzalez you can contact me on instagram or twitter at dom gonzalez 48 d-o-m-g-o-n-z-a-l-e-s 48 and uh, i'll talk to you guys soon uh see you guys next week have see a good week, week.